1: What's up, nerds? This is Just A Couple Arslings, The Last Kingdom Podcast.
0: I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I am Melissa Fixie. We are writers for Sci Fi Wires fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in season three, so we decided to bring that nerdy, horny energy to Podcast Landia. Jessica! Season two! We made it! Ah,
1: we've done it!
0: <laughs> I
1: honestly didn't think we were gonna get here, so I'm really proud of us both. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, we worked really hard to get here. So there were there were hurricanes, they right. were like acts of God. Right. There were broken computers. I mean, season one was a real journey for us. Um and we stuck <laughs> with it. And I I have to say I'm so like impressed with myself because I normally <laughs> don't stick with things. <laughs> well we're so, a team. We're in this together. So We did. We pushed each other. And yeah. uh I think our reward was the Emmys this weekend. Oh my Can God. we just like talk about that? I know yes. like, okay so I know people listening in this the Emmys are gonna have been like a while for you guys, like right. it's it, like a month or so. But reach um, back, but you should still be talking about it and thinking about
0: it. Yes, agreed, agreed. Because there was a lot, so I feel like I feel like we need to like break this down a little bit, or we're just gonna talk about it for like an hour. So, sure. who was your like favorite win of the night? Like, what was the thing that really got you juiced?
1: Oh God! Okay, so this is difficult because I'm such a flea bag stand. Yes. So like seeing her get up on that stage, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, seeing her like constantly—I mean, she should have just lived on that stage because she won like basically everything. Yeah. And I was so happy every single time, and mm-hmm. she just gave the funniest speeches. I mean, just so, just so flea bag. I mean, it was great. Yeah. But I do have to say. Michelle
0: Williams had, like, the best speech of the night, I think. It was the best speech. But I got to say, what does Amy Adams have to do to win an award? Because Sharp Odrex was so good, and she was so good in it. And, like, honestly, like, Fosse Verdun, I'm sure it's great, but I didn't watch it. so I didn't. I didn't either. So it it hurt my heart. But I think at this point, we
1: all should recognize that, like, there could be an entire Amy Adams category at the Emmys, and Amy Adams still wouldn't win that category. (laughs)
0: Like, she is, it's,
1: she's cursed. It's something, it's something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But the fact that she's done so many wonderful things and she still hasn't been recognized it's just like it's
0: insane but you're right I I can't have hope anymore I know (laughs) I know but you're right Michelle Michelle Williams' speech was very very good and I really respected her for like taking her moment to you know sort of shine a light on an issue that yes people are talking about it but I feel like a lot of people are talking about it without actually doing anything so I think that her you know calling us back to be like hey let's talk about pay disparity was really important But yeah, I totally agree about Fleabag. I like going in like the comedy. I feel like the comedy um, sections this year were particularly stacked. So I Um, I had a hard time because I do love The Good Place and I love Schitt's Creek so much. So So part of my heart hurt a little bit, but I love Fleabag so much, and especially since this was Fleabag's last go. You know, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been very adamant that season two was the last season. The story is told. And it's a perfect It's a perf. Honestly, Fleabag season two is a perfect season of television. So I'm glad. I'm so glad that it got the recognition that it did. And Schitt's Creek, and you know, The Good Place can split the difference next year.
1: Yeah, there's more. That's the the thing that I kept reminding myself when, like, yeah. Catherine O'Hara didn't get an Emmy, and and other things like didn't win because Fleabag got it. It was just like, okay, like this was their last season. Right. They needed
0: to get recognized because the first season didn't. Yeah. I feel like I remember watching the first season, but I feel like nobody really talked about it that much. And then season two came around and everybody was like, ho oh, oh, holy shit. Look, and I'm not going to say it's all Hot Priest, but, the but Hot it's Priest a lot Hot Priest, okay?
1: <laughs> and it really, I'm still salty that uh, Andrew Scott didn't get nominated for anything know, this year. Because I really feel me. like his character upped, like it elevated that show.
0: Yeah, um, I I mean, agree. obviously,
1: like... Phoebe's writing is just incredible, and so that's why they won. But, yeah, it it was like a little bit strange to me that he didn't get, like, recognized at all. Whatever. He lives on in our
0: hearts. He lives on in so, our hearts. And in our fan fictions. Right. Yeah, exactly. Breaking the fourth wall. Ugh, it's too much. Um, yeah. Did you have any, like, big disappointments or snubs or anything that really hurt, wounded you deeply?
1: Okay, so I'm going to say that I... Really liked the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, the first season. I've not watched any more. It's fine. Um, like that's
0: the thing. Like it's like there's. It's a perfectly good show, but it's not. It's not as amazing as like all of the awards glory would have it. Be right, believed. I think. Like, Agreed. It's it's good. It's better than a lot, but like. If you put it up against like a Fleabag, a Schitt's Creek, a Barry, a good place, like it's not, it's not quite in the same league.
1: Well, and here's the thing, like for me, I thought I really did like the first season of that show, and sure. I thought just end, yeah, like just it was, it felt like fresh and new, and just have that, and then just end it. Like yeah. I, I felt like they could have maybe wrapped up the story in that first season of like, mm-hmm. okay, she she goes on to be a comic, and then just have that be the ending, and not. Drag it, it out going. so much because I felt like season two was a drag. Oh, God, and I, now I feel terrible because I cannot remember her name. Mrs. Maisel won in the supporting actress uh, comedy category. And yes. I really...
0: Wait, let me look up really, her name. Alex Borstein. That's her name.
1: Alex Borstein. And she had a great speech. I mean, just like really inspiring speech. Um, but I really wanted uh, Sean Clifford to take that home because I just thought Claire...
0: I and know. Fleabag. Their dynamic <sighs> is so it's so good. Like, ugh, oh, that when she I tells mean, her you're the only person I would run through the airport for, oh my God. Like Yeah, cra- it's Fleabag season two is a love story, but it's a love story between
1: Claire and Fleabag. It's yeah. It's like so it just felt like all of those wins for Fleabag, it really I love that Phoebe won, but mm-hmm. I really wanted uh Clifford to win too because yeah. I don't know. I just felt like she was outstanding this season. So,
0: yeah, that was my snub. What about you? Um, well, here's the thing. The snub comes with a caveat. Like, um, so, it was the supporting actress in a drama category, and basically Game of Thrones split the vote. Like, I think they had, like, four different women Ridiculous. nominated. Yes. And <sighs> and I can't, like, obviously, I can't say anything against the girl who won, because I don't watch Ozark. I'm not sure anybody She's watches. She's pretty terrific. Sure. Yeah, I've seen the first season. She was pretty terrific. I haven't okay. seen it anymore. So I'm not. I I'm not gonna say that like anybody in Game of Thrones was better than her, especially in this final season. But it really kills me that Lena Headey never won for Cersei. Mm. She was nominated. I want to say four times, possibly five, and she never won. And she. And I'm not saying she deserved to win for this season because mostly she just like cried and stood looking out a window and it was. Drank wine. And drank <laughs> wine. She wasn't given much to do, but I would have loved for her to be recognized in like a sort of legacy way because she was consistently so good. Mm-hmm. And like Dinklage is good, but he certainly didn't deserve to win for this season. He hasn't deserved a win since like season four. Yeah. So like I just I feel like they recognized the wrong Lannister in this final season, you know? Um, I agree. I think
1: I think there's a thing of like so Dinklage is great and He's so he was good. great and he in was the beginning good. of the show,
0: the first few seasons. But the material didn't it didn't it serve dropped off him well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It dropped off and um I think the The voters just kept going with him because there's that, you know, nostalgia. Like, he was so great in it. And the first few seasons were so good. Right. um, That I think that carried him into, like, later seasons. Because I definitely don't think he deserved it this season. But that's, I mean, part of that, though, is because the writing was just such shit. So I don't want to, like, place it all on, like... Sure, I don't want people to think, oh, he didn't deserve it because he wasn't a good actor. He, like, acted the shit out of what he was given. Sure. It just wasn't but he was given sub- good.
0: subpar material in season eight,
1: so... Right, exactly. But I agree. I think that's such a disservice to Lena and what she did on that show because she was, you know... There were other villains and everything but she was the villain of that show. She was the and villain and such a talking point on that show. I mean, yes. things wouldn't have existed without Cersei. You know what I mean? Right. That kind of tension.
0: And she was so have happened? And she was so compelling and so nuanced, like especially in the later seasons. Again, if you look at some of the villains like Ramsay Bolton and whoever the the basically off-brand Johnny Depp, what was that guy's name? I forget. Oh, I'm like...
1: Brant Johnny Depp. I'm oh, my like, God, when? Um, oh, oh,
0: you're on. Yeah, you're, you're on Greyjoy. Sorry. I was like, what's that... <laughs> in <Friend> Johnny Depp. <laughs> what is that fucker's name? <laughs> um, like, they were they were just mean. Like, they, they, there was just a cruelty, but there was nothing underneath it, you know? It was right. just... There was no... There was nothing to make them particularly interesting. And Cersei was always so interesting, you know? Like... Mm. You know she deserved she did not deserve to win, but she also kind of deserved to win because she worked harder than anybody anybody in uh, Westeros. And I just I don't know I'm I will be conflicted about Cersei until the day I die. So, See,
1: but for me, like Cersei was not was never I mean in this season I guess, but she was never a supporting actress. She should no she was the been lead lead actress in, a, in a drama. She should have been nominated for that for hell like three or four seasons so it's just it was a wrong category it was a wrong season for her and I -hmm. I really hate it for her because she put in
0: the work yeah yeah So, but yeah, we love you, Lena. We love you, Lena. (laughs) You're an Emmy winner in our hearts, in Uh, our hearts. Um, And also, one of my favorite things about the Emmys is always the fashion. And (laughs) I, there were a couple of looks that I really loved. I loved um, Jodie Comer's look a lot. I liked the clean, the clean lines, the white. It was so beautiful. I loved Zendaya's green dress. It was. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like. She was incredible. That was my look of the night, for yeah. real. I mean, she, she was working that dress. And she, she even wore glasses. Yeah, that she was... Wore her reading glasses. That was adorable. That and that it still so worked. Now, was Euphoria not eligible yet? Not this year. So okay. it's going to be eligible next she year. I think better, season one she will be. better get a nomination next year because she was so good. But also, I want to talk about Gwendolyn Christie and her mm. Jesus-y St. Gwendolyn. Saint Gwendolyn. <laughs> I just like when I first saw it, I just like it's such a it was such an out there look. But at the same time, I just I really loved it that she was just like, fuck it. And just completely rejected like the idea of the male gaze and having to be sexy and all that. And was just like, I'm going to look like a regal queen and I don't give a shit. And it was just it was awe inspiring not to be like slavishly devoted to Gwendolyn Christie. But I was in awe of her. But also
1: to be devoted to <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie because she's amazing. Right. And that look was just so bold. And I, I appreciate when people take risks. Yeah, like, exactly. We've seen at this point, and I don't want to say it like fashion. I mean, fashion repeats itself. Everything repeats itself. Mm. But we've seen pretty much everything we could see. Right. And this felt like something I hadn't seen before. Never. so and she looked that's, incredible. like what I appreciate was. Yeah. oh, yeah, she looked beautiful. I mean, she looked like she had descended from the heavens just to grace us with her presence, yeah, uh, this one night. and I really appreciated that,
0: yes, I one hundred percent agree. plus, I always love it when I see a tall woman still wearing heels because mm. I'm five ten, and I sometimes feel like a little weird, like when I wear heels and like tower over everybody. But like, Alyssa, you're five ten. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm God. I'm quite tall. My sister, my sister is six one, so like she's almost holy uh, shit. Yeah, we got that strong Dutch stock in us, and we're all pretty tall. Um, but Get yeah, <laughs> I just like I love seeing her just like wearing those heels, being like a foot and a half taller than Kit Harrington. It's so good. I love it so do much. It. So do it. Yeah, Emmys loved it, except for the Great. no host. That was weird. Except
1: for the no host, Super I think we weird. can all agree uh, there's a way to do it. That was not the way. That was not the way. We don't have to really dig into how awkward and uncomfortable it was. It took just as long as what it would have with a host. Mm. Maybe let's like cut the bits for cut the presenters bits. next year. <laughs>
0: Just Cut like bits. just just have uh Phoebe Waller Bridge and Bill Hader present everything. Make them the host next year. They were incredible. I want a you know, six seasons and a movie of them together. So I want a rom com. Oh stacked. my god. <laughs> It'd be so good.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I think I think maybe next year try getting a host back that's funny and cutting all the bits and just right. have
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't need that. Right. We don't. We really, you really should. don't. So Anyway. I think we've wasted enough of your time (laughs) talking about the Emmys. I hope you enjoyed. Right. All right. Season two. We've
1: done it. We've got here.
0: Word of the victory is being spread throughout the land. People will hear that it was God given. He was amongst us.
1: The war has been won. Alfred's been painting his mural uh,
0: for I don't know how long because I'm not sure how long time has passed okay I looked up um, like historically what the timing would be and I of course you did yeah I looked at (laughs) um, like the first three seasons I looked up to see like what years roughly they're supposed to be covering and so, like, season one was 866 to 878. And then season two is 879 to 887. And, okay. but the show plays a little, and when I say a little, I mean a lot loose with like the historical timeline because, like, Edward was born in 874. So at the end of season one, he should have been like four or five years old instead of an mm-hmm. infant. And like the reason I looked this up was because we went from Ethel fled being a little girl to Ethel fled being basically grown, grown ass woman, right? <laughs> Over the course of you know however long, and so by the end of this season, Ethel fled historically would have been about seventeen. So okay, so, so she's she, right now, right now, like like her she, age is right now, right. Her age is correct for what it would have been at the be- at the end of the season. But the beginning of the season, she should have been about 9 or 10 because she's a little bit older than Edward, about four years. So okay. they basically were just like, you know what? We're ready for her to be a more interesting player. And they just aged her up right away at the beginning of the season, which honestly right. is fine. Like – Flood timelines, man. Yeah, it's just, you know, they play a little fast and loose with it. It's fine. I don't really care that much. But I was very curious to, like, see what it was supposed to be because I was like, oh, yeah, she was a kid. And now she's, like, you know, learning how to use a sword with Sayapa. And it's great. But, yeah. So she's supposed to be, like, late teens at the end of the season. But so they just went for it and aged her up about a decade early. Well, that's <laughs> – I mean, that's totally fine. I just right.
1: – yeah, seeing her was a bit of a like shock because I was like, okay, well, how right. much time has passed? And then also, more importantly, I think at least for me watching, I just wanted to know from the battle to where we are now. Like, it's about how a year. much time has passed. It's about a year. Yeah,
0: it's been. It's like pretty close in terms of like starting the season. So it's not like Uhtred's been like wandering around drunk and whoring for like a decade but it's right. been it's been between like That's six a year though yeah about six months to a year since athendom um so yeah he's had some time to mourn his alt. build his relationship with hild i just like mm. their friendship is my favorite is one of my very favorite things about the show and i love that she's just like always there calling him on his shit and you know, really, she really pushes him to be a better man. And I just, she's the best. She's the best. So,
1: yeah, I mean, what I love about Hild is that, so, like, in one scene, she's, like, throwing buckets of water <laughs> on Uhtred, mm-hmm. you know, telling him to stop his drinking and his whoring and to, like, get his shit together. And then the next second, they're, they they're like, strapping up their horses, and she's like, I understand, like, you're drinking to forget Isolt, but that's not doing her memory any good, you know, like yeah. she told you to take this path, we need to take this path. So it's a lot of, it's tough love from her and I really appreciate that because I think that's what Uhtred needs. That's mm-hmm. what he got from Brita in a, in a way and I think he's been missing that since she's been gone and Hilde kind of fills that role Um, She's just a little bit more uh, religious and not as quick to anger. (laughs)
0: Right, right. She's she's a more – I think she's a more measured influence than Brita is because Brita, Mm. while she keeps it real with Uhtred, she's also always there to be like, yeah, let's go fight some dudes and fuck shit up. Yeah, let's kill. Right. So I think Brita, while she does keep it real with Uhtred, I also think sometimes she indulges in his – more base impulses. So mm-hmm. held is there to be like, "Hey, man, let's uh let's try it this way instead." So, but yeah, and, you know, there's, you know, they 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 won the battle. They took Ethendom. But at the same time, there's already in that sort of vacancy that Scorpa and Guthrum left. There's already two dudes rising up to fill the villain void. You have the Viking brothers, Siegfried and Eric messing stuff up in the north and yeah so Alfred's already got you know somebody else to worry about but also okay I want to talk about this whole deal with this Northumbrian king. Forgive me lord Please lord May the gods protect you on your quest What do you know of my gods?
1: Nothing lord I meant no insult Siegfried leave him. It's just a priest. Come on, brother. We have Scots to kill.
0: Yeah, so this priest gets a vision from a saint saying that the slave named Guthred is going to be the next king of Northumbria. And I just I feel it's rather rich that the priests are like, oh, yeah, vision. All right. Let's go save this guy. He's king now. When they talk so much shit about the Danes and their sorcerers and they're looking for signs when this is basically the same thing, just like Jesus sanctioned and not Odin.
1: Right. I mean, it's very hypocritical. Um I would expect nothing less from these priests at this point. Mm. Okay, so from what I understood, I, I feel like we met, a, like, there were a lot of names thrown around this episode yeah. that we hadn't heard before. So, mm-hmm. like, it could get a little bit confusing. But from what I understood, Guthrie was a Dane. Yes. Was uh, baptized, became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Then was his family was killed or his dad was killed and he was taken slave by the Danes. Yes. So... It's just—it's almost like saying, you know, if it was if Uhtred, <laughs> if someone had a vision that Uhtred should be king of like Cumberland or whatever, like it's—he comes from a very mixed background that you would think these like priests and and lords would not be very welcoming of, and yet Alfred is very quick to send Bayoka, send the silver, try to bargain for his life because this priest had a vision and he's supposed to be king of. Northumbria. I mean, it's it's a little wild to me that this is the man they're kind of backing.
0: Well, at this point, it's more the Christian influence than the explicitly Saxon. Um, you know, because like at the end of the last season, like Guthrum is basically allowed to walk free because he converts. So for Alfred, sure. it's more. I, I like yes, he wants a fully Saxon England, but it's more the expansion of Christendom, I think, for him. So that's why he's like all in on getting. Um, go through it out and establishes king because they have the religion if not the nationality
1: you can definitely see like alfred like getting a boner when they're talking about that <laughs> vision and like expanding his influence beyond wessex it's like that's just what gets him horny i guess because <laughs> well yeah i mean you um, saw like when literally, Al- like,
0: literally when Ailswith comes to visit him and he's like stay we've been you know talking about God and England, and that just gets both their engines running. So, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> like that's what they want. Like that, the expansion of Christendom, more than anything else, is what Alfred wants. So, well, whew. standing in the way of that are our, our Viking brothers. Yes, um, causing we get problems. to meet them.
1: So they're they're basically kind of occupying York. Oh, well,
0: I guess it's present day York. It's uh, Efferwich. Uh, on the show right. and and they're killing scots which so part of me part of me is like i'm I like i get that alfred like sees them as a potential threat but like at this point in time they're pretty much leaving wessex alone
1: right but but alfred's high on this victory so yeah. he's like let's do we've it. already beat a great dane army we've beat abba like let's just continue on we've got the momentum which i get um i think he's forgetting that uh, Uhtred was the main reason they won all of those victories he always and forgets he's not that. around. He always forgets so, that. Yeah, that's true. But um, <laughs> So Eric and Siegfried are kind of enjoying the spoils of the North. I'm not a fan of Siegfried. I think he's a dick, but I think we all know Eric
0: that Eric is great. Is Oof, oh, oh, my God. Plus, speaking of bringing it back to Fleabag, I loved seeing that actor in season two as well as Danish Claire. As Claire! As Claire! <laughs>
1: Claire and Claire. <laughs> Claire and Claire. Oh, my
0: God. He's, I mean, just totally different characters. 100% but, different. But, yeah.
1: There but, are so many, like, six degrees of separation with Fleabag. I and the, feel like we could just go
0: on and on. Right. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a very different vibe here on The Last Kingdom as, you know, bloodthirsty Viking. But the appeal is still the same. The appeal's still there. And yeah. especially in this show because, uh,
1: so both brothers are, are big, big warriors and, they're, they're leading this group of Vikings to go raid and pillage. They leave uh, this guy behind to watch the village. Heston, he, the worst. Heston, this oh, guy God, will plague a, us for forever. Yes, he's a worm. Um, and he is also really terrible at that job. Very bad. He gets overthrown as, by some
0: priests. Like by priests. How embarrassing, <laughs> my dude. Yeah. By priests. Rogue priests led by Roger from Outlander. Oh, my God. That's who it was. Yes.
1: Ah. I knew
0: I recognized him. Oh, he's a a turd in this one, though. I don't like him on Outlander either.
1: Okay. I don't. You know what? I'm not going to argue with that.
0: I just have strong feelings about him either way. (laughs) uh, Yeah. He's fine. I liked him up until the last season, but the last season I just did not care for Rajon Outlander. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, so he gets, like, overthrown pretty quickly by some angry priests. And that's what Uhtred rolls up and finds. He finds these priests are in control. Bayaka's there. They're all ready to go and save Guthrid. And Uhtred's like, well... Might as well help him. Like, I don't have anything else to do, really. So,
1: (laughs) well, I think the thing that was very the the big thing is the the trade is happening on Kiartan's land, right? Yeah, so Kiartan's up there too. Yeah, um, I guess he's pals with the slaver or whatever. He, all of this is happening on his land, yes, and um. So when Uhtred finds that out, I think his interest is peaked a little bit, and he's oh, like, for sure. "Okay, well, I was sent up here as old. Had this vision. My sister's still alive. This is all coming together. This is fate." And it, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of does feel like that because it is fate. I think things are working out really well for
0: him at this point. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> the it's, timing is interesting. The timing <laughs> is uncanny. So yeah. but yeah, he's always ready to bro up with Bianca anyway. So have you been stealing from Alfred Father the Uhtred, oh my goodness, Utrecht! <laughs> what a joy it is to see you! And for me to see a hairless <laughs> I have been praying that our paths would cross. This is a sign, God's will.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, they're so cute. They're a little reunion. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's so easy to forget that Bioka is a priest. I know. Because he feels like a dude that could just have a drink with you and you'd have, a, like, a damn good time. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And then he opens his mouth about, like, St. Cuthbert or whatever and you're like, All right. All right. <laughs> Back it up. But I feel like if you could get a couple drinks in him he'd be a fun time.
0: Oh, so yeah. Bioka. Maybe that's what Utrid sees. <laughs> I think so. He sees Bioka the drinking buddy, and that's how he can stomach Bioka the priest. So Right. I get it. Hey, whatever you got to do. Right.
1: But what's interesting is, so, yeah, so Utrid agrees to go. Hild is not sure about it. Again, Hild uh, just such a such a ride or die, because, you know, I think Bioka does care for Utrid, mm-hmm. but he's not above using him for his own gain. Oh, 100%. Hild is totally not about that and sees that in Bioka and calls it out which is it's really interesting because she's a nun you know she's, she started as, as someone just like Bioka mm-hmm. and I feel like since being with Utred, maybe that's loosened up a little bit and she's you know she's really come to care for him and that's I think that's sweet and you see that when she's trying to warn him against you know,
0: going, and of course he doesn't listen to her, which he never does, but she'll never <laughs> stop trying. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I think this episode was really good in establishing how Hild has sort of become his right hand at this point. Um, now that he doesn't have Brida, he doesn't have Leo Fritch anymore. So, <sighs> I know, I know the absence was felt. Um, too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I just, I love the playfulness in their friendship, too. Like, it's not just serious all the time, like... You know, she laughs at him when he's all, oh, I could sleep better next to a woman. She's like, haha, bye. <laughs> Should I get another bucket? <laughs> right. She's a stronger woman than I am. Um, I know. But, yeah, and and I think there's, there's such a beautiful, like, underlying of trust there, too. And that mm. you can really see when she's talking to him about how she wants to learn how to fight and how she wants him to train her to be, like, a shield maiden or whatever I love that that he's like, all right, let's do this. And it's just I just their friendship is my favorite. I love it so much. I love it. There's just a lot of respect there. And yeah, I think a lot um, of respect. It's sadly, I don't think we're used to seeing that with
1: like men and women friendships on TV, not just in the show, but in general. In general, I think there's always an underlying sexual tension or right. um like a competitiveness and like there's always something there's, added to the pot. But there's not this, a lot. it just feels very
0: pure. Yeah. There's not a lot of like purely platonic friendships on television between the sexes. And like, yeah, there's like that moment where he's like a peeping Tom watching her bathe and she's like, listen, don't do that. I'm with you, Lord, because I am safe with you. And so I loved that she was like, I trust you. Don't make me regret that. You know?
1: Yeah. And I think that means, I think that really like hits hits with Utrid. Like, does. he, you know what I mean that strikes a chord and he's like okay and I like that's what I love is because Mm -hmm. like yeah you could I mean Hill's gorgeous so of course you're gonna like want to get with her duh yeah Um, and Utrid is also very good looking so it's like yes these are two attractive people and sure maybe like he appreciates how beautiful she is but when she sets her boundaries he's like cool okay got it yeah. yeah, there's no resentment mm-hmm. for for her rejecting him. I think
0: that's, there's no yes. pining. It's just like, all right, got it. That's, that's it. I think the lack of resentment is my favorite thing about it because I feel like so many times, you know, like with the I like the I hate the idea of like the friend zone, you know, where it's like, all mm-hmm. right, here's my punch card. If I treat you like a human being I, six times, I get sex. Right. Like, I hate that sort of like trade off and I like that this that this platonic relationship is given the respect that it's that it deserves and that it's seen as a really valuable thing and I love that. I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, they're on the road together. Mm -hmm. He'll still ride or die. She's gonna stick by him and they they go with Bioka who is who is uh, rolling deep with
0: some lepers lepers i was like <laughs> they are literally using lepers as human lepers as human shields that is oh, dark Oh, god some camouflage yeah it's uh
1: it's a look um, it's a choice <laughs> so they they're rolling deep with the lepers going up into to north country and um Uhtred kind of knows i mean he he picks apart real quick that this slave traitor whatever he's not going to bargain with them right he's, he's a slave trader probably and not then to be him. trusted
0: yeah, yeah
1: that, I mean that's a that's a logical thought and so he comes up with this kind of brilliant plan to send uh Bioka the other priest brother True, True. and yeah. um and, Hild. and uh, Hild into the lion's den on their own to kind of like Basically, he wants Bioka to kind of spread this, like, ghost story, like, scare the shit out of these Danes. Yeah. Saying that, you know, these these lepers are riding with this kind of ghostman, this horseman uh, from the dead or or whatever. Just to kind of, like, scare them a little bit so that when Uhtred and the lepers ride up, there's already, like, this kind of culture and current of fear. And they're able to kind of capitalize on it and kill a few, make the rest run and get their guy, and it's
0: kind of brilliant. It is brilliant. It's very, like, it kind of reminded me of that moment from The Princess Bride where um, they pretend to have the Dread Pirate Roberts and set Fezzik on fire. Oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was the exact inspiration right, right. for Right. But yeah, like, Uhtred comes rolling up, screaming about how he's O- odin's messenger from corpse hall and i'm like yeah i'd be afraid <laughs> Ooh, too corpse hall yeah i was like mm, <laughs> where's that <laughs> that sounds bad and i don't want to go there so yeah i liked like i loved seeing sven gravel in the dirt it had been a long time since uh, we've seen we've seen him and if i have to look on his horrible one-eyed face i'd rather do it from the ground god he's such a little like ugh, ugh. I hate that guy he re- I, he's just such a sack of shit. Like, I can't <laughs> that's stand it, that's it. him. Yeah, that's he's it. He's
1: so soft. Ugh. And it's like, I, I mean, at this point, especially on this show, I would rather, if you're going to be a villain, if you're going to do just shit Just be things, a villain. Be bad. Be bad like, be all the mean. way. Be mean. Right. Be, like, evil. This guy is such, like, a little whiny punk. Right. And, but he's still doing the bad shit. He's just, like... I don't know. It doesn't feel earned with him. Like yeah. I I want to, you know what I mean? I yeah. just with Scorpa, with Guthrid even, with Abba, like it felt earned. Like they were bad dudes. Yeah. This guy is like he's like that high school bully that like never had love, <laughs> you know? I and know. he's just like picking on other people and you could just he if just you really wants dug his dad's, abro- bit, he just he wants his dad's
0: approval. Yeah. That's all he wants. Oh my yeah, god. Oh my god, it's it's he's, Kendall toxic
1: masculinity. he's Kendall Roy. He's Kendall Roy. No, <laughs> oh Don't say that. Don't say that. No. Because I have like the hugest crush. Listen, on I know, Lord I know. Right Me then. too. Okay. I can't even talk and about it. You know it. what? That brown suit at the Emmys that Jeremy Strong wore. It was bad. It didn't kill
0: it. It <laughs> didn't kill it. And that's how bad it's gotten. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. Woo. Succession. Love it. Anyway. But <sighs> yeah, like Sven, they, you know, fucked him up. They left him for dead. Send him into the woods. That blind was pretty great. Yep, blindfolded into the woods. He ran into a fucking pack tree, of which is what he deserved. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, they go, they save Guthrid, and they bring him back to his home which was Northumbria. Yeah. Anyway, so they bring him back to his home and they're but basically on the road, I you know, you talked about earlier how Guthrid kind of has this like mixed background with the Danish and also the Christianity, so there's the Saxon influence. And that kind of brings him and Uhtred together immediately, you know. Mm. Like he sort of sees a kindred spirit in Uhtred, and he know I, you know, gotta give him some credit. He recognized Uhtred's value immediately. Like it took oh, Alfred yeah. forever to realize, hey, Uhtred is a good person to have on your side. G- Guthred is like, all right, this guy got me out. This guy is not only quite a warrior; he's also a thinker with his whole scheming you know, being Odin's messenger plan. And so he's basically like, all right, I want you to run my army. That's yeah, it. Yeah, wants to snatch him up. Yeah, and Utred's like, all right, build an army and I'll lead it. And I'm like, yes, Utred, somebody is recognizing your value.
1: I am indebted. My words have no tune, but they're sincere. You have brought me back to life. And you owe me? I do. I do.
0: Serve me. Serve you. Oh, join me. The king needs a commander.
1: Isn't it crazy how, like, quick things can change when someone just, like, sees you and is like, yeah, you've got, you're of worth. Like, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? Yeah. Like, that's, it feels like that's all Uhtred needed was someone to see him and see the value in him and then reward that value accordingly. Like, to treat him like, as an equal, to treat him with respect, mm-hmm. to recognize what he brings to the conversation. And, yeah, I just—I really love that moment between him and Guthrid
0: when the they're road. on the road
1: and they're yeah. kind of just—they're, you know, he's talking about—I mean, this dude—and it's probably because he was— <laughs> it's probably because he was made a slave and he's pretty humble. I mean, you can't like, he doesn't have heirs the way that Alfred does. Sure. And he's just like, he's like, dude, you saved me. I owe you. Like, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see how I can make that work. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no pride getting in the way of that relationship um, as of now. And so I really, yeah, I was happy for Uhtred. I felt like mm, maybe this is, maybe he's going to get what he deserves, like get a King that really believes in him. Mm. Um, We'll see if it, Sticks. Stays that way because it feels a little good, too good to be true. I know, I know, way too um, optimistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we gotta put. Let's uh, let's
0: put the priests in the mix and then see oh, what the God. fuck happens. You yeah. know what I mean, right. So yeah, that he they go back to his hometown. We meet Guthrid's sister Gisela. Ugh. Oh girl, I know. Gonna see more of you, right? You can tell immediately that. Just you know, know, by the way, Uhtred looks at her. Yeah, we're gonna see more of you. <laughs> <laughs> Uhtred is interested right away because Uhtred is Uhtred. And he has a pretty Uhtred short... But would think but a, a
1: goat in a skirt is beautiful, <laughs> according to Bioka. And I couldn't disagree with that because, oh, God. Yeah. at I least just anything. I know. It's one of those things, anything like,
0: that moves. I had to look... That was another reason I looked up, like, how long has it been? Because I'm like, all right, Uhtred's bouncing back. He's ready to find his next lady. He yeah. went through three in the first season, so we might as well get through one now. But, yeah, she's going to be important later. But, yeah, we had that whole, um, his whole coronation where he, like, had to hold the hand of the shriveled dead martyr. <sighs> Good God. yeah, These priests, like, get such a hard on for saints.
1: And, like, that whole scene with the, the corpse, they and the, walk his coffin yeah. in and <sighs> then unwrap him and have Guthrid hold his hand while swearing his, like, you know, fealty to England and to this idea of Northumbria and... I, it was, it just, was a weird It's a weird scene. look. It's
0: a weird <laughs> scene when they're, yeah. And Utred, you know, I thought it was interesting because, like, I feel like last season Utred would never have, like, deigned to go along with this because he's so, you know, not a Christian, so, you know, set on being seen as a pagan. But now he's like, all right, I don't believe this, but I kind of want to run this dude's army, so I'm going to play along. And I yeah. think that shows, you know, Uhtred is... Growth. Little, Girl. little, little smarter now, um, but yeah, like you said, like the priests are there, like immediately suspicious. They're like, uh, this guy's not on the up and up. I don't, you know, I don't believe that he has good intentions. Which is silly because Uhtred is the best, but whatever. These priests are gonna meddle, um, but yeah, I the there's also the news that Kiartan knows that he's alive now, mm. and even though he was the one who like wrecked Uhtred's life and killed his family. Uhtred will now, you know, bear his wrath.
1: It was pretty rough. I mean, so we we follow Sven. Uh, sadly, Sven doesn't get eaten by wolves, which I thought um, at first might happen. And <laughs> so he goes back to, to his dad and uh, he's like, yeah, this happened. Kjartan ends up finding out that it was Utrid pretending to be this like demon horseman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he tells his man that, you know, he's going to basically he's going to Plant uh, a spy and and Guthrid's uh, army, and hopefully that guy will kill him and bring him Uhtred. Mm-hmm. There was a guy. Oh, Alyssa, I did want to like take a moment because uh, so that guy with the bald head and the dots on his head. Yeah, uh, fi- fix. Yeah, it's spelled. Well, at it's least almost on the, honestly. It's almost my exactly exactly like last, last name. I know. And honestly,
0: like more people spell it that way, the F I S K E, than the actual right. way. I don't know why my last name is so difficult. It's 5 letters and it's spelled phon- it's pronounced phonetically, Fixie, Fixie. But that's it. And it's but yeah, I get Fisk more than anything else. So I was like, ah Maybe this is where it came from. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. For the first six months of our partnership I know. of writing it's Recaps fine. together,
1: I really thought it was Fisk. I know. But that's when big... I saw that name, I was like, oh, maybe they're related. <laughs> maybe this is a descendant. I <laughs> hope like, not. <laughs> but you got yeah, a no. strong look with those Listen, beads, like those dots on his forehead, right, okay? <laughs> right. I know.
0: But, yes, like it's just I I respond to a lot of different things. That's not the worst mispronunciation i've gotten that's definitely the most common one i feel like i get that more often than the than the actual spelling and pronunciation of my name so it's fine whatever okay. i'll get over it when you're you okay <laughs> it's tumor for me yes
1: you think people don't misspell that Oh, <laughs> or people try to like make it french right. sometimes <laughs> to like, Go to and i'm like oh bitch i wish <laughs> no it's tumor <laughs> So, Uh, I get it. I get the struggle. It's real. Um, You know who else is struggling, though? We have to talk about it because it was really difficult for Uh, me to see.
0: I know. I know exactly what you're going to (laughs) say.
1: Our girl, Tira. She's living with the hounds in the basement. Mm -hmm. She chooses it because, I mean. Why why, wouldn't you?
0: Why wouldn't you at this point? Do you want to live with these, like, assholes upstairs? No. No. And the dogs are all clearly, like, ready to die for her, so, yeah. Yeah, she's got I, some
1: kind of, like, some magic happening or something. Yeah. yeah she's chanting. She's the dog whisperer. I, I mean, I feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. Uh, and, you know, it's just sad because, you know, that's how, like, she's, what she's had to do to survive. And mm-hmm. um, it really pissed me off to see her interaction with Sven and to see him, like, I mean, he clearly, he's got a weird, twisted love for her. That's uh, obviously toxic. clear. Um, it's very toxic. It's very gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still sees himself as like this protector of her in a way because he's like, my dad will kill those dogs again, and they'll the men will rape you and all this different stuff. And it's like, you know what? Like, you did this to her. You, you did know? this it's, to her. You're not, you're not saving her. You're not protecting her, even if you think you are. Like. You put her here, and mm-hmm. she asks you to do one thing, like, kill her. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, you can't even fucking do that. Right. So, it, it was just a lot. It was hard to see her like that.
0: I know. Well, it's been a few years. I'm not 100% certain on, like, everything. But, like, sh- yeah, she's been, a, you know, a prisoner there for a couple years at least. And that just, uh that takes a toll on a person and you can oh tell God. that like she is not well and that No. Please, someone come and save her, please, because she Go, is yeah. oh, she is living in hell. It's awful. She's
1: suffering. It's pretty bad. And so it makes me like I understand, you know, Utrud couldn't have known and he's gone through his own shit. Everyone's going through shit. But now, like, come on, please. Let's stop the drinking and the whoring. Let's get on it. Let's do what we were supposed to do and go save your sister because she needs saving.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over
0: before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact.
1: now it's time for our next episode wishes this is when we issue our demands for the upcoming episodes like the spoiled toddlers that we are here's what we want to see when we want to see it and why we won't be denied Alyssa what do you want to happen next episode
0: well I mentioned this a little bit earlier but I really love that this is the season where Utrid really starts to get his shit together you know he's got a rocky start at the beginning of the episode like you know Getting woken up with a bucket of water is not a sign that you're not at rock bottom. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a lot to work through, but you can already tell that he's like learned from his mistakes in season one and he's ready to be a bit more savvy. Um, you know, he's a long way off from getting back Bebenberg, but he isn't just sort of flinging his sword around without a plan anymore. Like, he's making deals, and he's ingratiating himself with men of power, and he's really learning how to play the game. And I like seeing this side of our dude, and I really can't mm. wait to see that develop some more. You know, like, it, obviously there's going to be obstacles, but I feel like Uhtred is really learning from them instead of just feeling wronged by the world. Um So, yeah, I like seeing that side of him. And if he can go and chop off Sven and Kjartan's heads, even better. Yep, I agree with all of that, Mm.
1: especially the chopping of heads. Because for me, I need to see a resolution to this Kjartan storyline. I appreciate that, you know, he's he's the big bad uh, starting off the season, but I want it to be finished pretty quickly because... I don't like seeing what's happened to Tira. I want her to reunite with her family and to like have some peace. And as interesting as this is to to see kind of, so Uhtred needs to face his past and that's something he has to do. Yeah. I just want to see him do that and then get on with it. So I, I don't want this to kind of pull us back in any way because I do agree. I feel like there's been some growth in him mm-hmm. um, after this battle and after Zolt's death. And I think if we stay too long, with this kind of revenge storyline we're gonna start backtracking and that's mm-hmm. not gonna be good for our dude so um yeah if we can maybe go the game of thrones route and have tira feed sven and Kjartan to her dogs uh and then that be the end of it i'll be very happy
0: The Last Kingdom has a massive cast of interesting characters and nearly everyone gets their time to shine. Our Arsling of the Week is the character who truly goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. Jessica, who was your Arsling of the Week for this episode?
1: look, Uhtred is starting out strong this season. Yeah. And I'm going to recognize it because I don't know how long it's going to last. <laughs> um, I feel the positive vibes from you, Alyssa. But yes. I just, I'm too much of a pessimist to really, like, buy in. Mm. So I'm going to really enjoy this moment because Uhtred has done a lot this episode. Mm. He has gotten his shit together. He's befriended Hild and, like, been a true friend to her. And he's going to teach her some sword skill. Appreciate that. Yep. He's devised this incredible plan to go save Guthrie. i mean that's that was not his job he didn't have to go along with that you know he but he's the reason it succeeded Mm -hmm. as many things um on this show and i think he's not gonna be doing this forever i don't think but i think right now we should give him some some praise because he's earned it and uh, hopefully this carries on into the next episode and the rest of the season. Um, but Uhtred using his brain is really a lovely thing to see.
0: Yeah. Basically, it's pretty obvious that mine is Hild this week because I've been basically gushing about her <laughs> all episode. own. But, yeah, I really love her friendship with Uhtred. Her no-nonsense attitude is such a good influence on him. And I feel like she's one of the few people who really, like, refuses to take a shit. And he needs that in his life. Um, But also I like – I like that Hild – like, yes, she's looking out for Uhtred. She's looking out for others. But she's also looking out for herself as well. You know, she doesn't want to find herself in a moment that she can't fight out again. Um, Like with last season and how she was raped. Like she doesn't want to find herself not having the upper hand again. And that's why she wants Uhtred to train her. Like she wants to protect others but she also wants to protect herself. And I think that's a really, you know, reasonable reason to want to learn those skills. Um, and I just I love this goddamn nun like she's mm. my favorite and I just she's the best she's the best and I love seeing how she sort of uses her influence for good and I just uh,
1: I love her so much all hail Queen Hill Queen of, of the water bucket
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright guys Get ready to shame none, the worst character of the episode with us. It doesn't matter if you're Saxon or Dane, anyone can be a turd, and we're calling out the biggest one of the episode.
0: So, Alyssa, who are you hating on this episode? Listen, like, it's gotta be Sven and Keratin. Like, I know you're gonna say the same, like, 100% they're the worst, and they need to go. Like, yes, I'm sure we'll find out more about, you know, how awful Siegfried and Eric are. Not Eric, mostly Siegfried. Anyway, Mm -hmm. like, yes, they're terrible. But the cruelty that Kjartan and Sven are inflicting hits so close to home. You know, we've seen how it's taken a toll on Tira. So they need to go, like, yesterday.
1: Yeah, I think, you know what, if you... uh Think that you're in love with a woman whose family you burned alive, mm-hmm. and then captured her and raped her repeatedly. I'm assuming for years.
0: Um, that's not love, it's my not. dude. And you need to die. Yeah, yeah. There's so. really, there's really no other way around it. They need to die for what they've done. So uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Now, this is clearly a very serious podcast about a very serious show, but sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little thirst. It's 2019, the world is on fire, and honestly, we deserve this. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this episode. So, Jessica, how did you feel about the uh, sexy quotient of this episode? Okay, I was I was really pleased because
1: I felt like <laughs> <laughs> I felt like we went through a bit of a drought at mm, the end of season 1. Truly. Um lots of battles, lots of killing, babies dying All or good. almost dying. Well, oh, uh, ba- um, not the baby dying
0: part, but the battles yeah, stuff is good.
1: <laughs> um, don't agree so quickly I'm next sorry, time. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Let you finish. <laughs> um, people are going to think you like for babies to die No, no I think uh we we definitely went through a dry spell in last season's like final few episodes and so it was good to see we start off you know we get to we get a glimpse of Utrid his body's still banging it's uh it's looking good with a little bit of cold water splashed on it. He may
0: be drinking a lot of ale but like he's also he's keeping it tight. Out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, obviously in his waking hours when he's sober he's doing some Crunches. Some squats, yeah. some crunches. Things are happening, um, but I think there's no way if Eric's in an episode, there's no way I'm going to recognize any other the thirst trap on this show because mm. he is just. I, I, and maybe this is like colored with like a bit because I know what happens with him and I know how he is. Yeah, I'm not going to say okay. it. Okay. I just know. <laughs> and um, spoiler police. Yes, no, sorry. A hundred percent. I'm not going to ruin it for people because he is one of the best characters the show gives us. Sure, um, he's very good. But I think, yeah, there's just something about him, especially this episode. He's like, so he's about to go raid. He's, like, handing off his village to a, a bro he trusts. He's shoulder. wearing those fur shoulder pads, it's which I would love to have a pair
0: for winter. Hmm. Like, yeah, there's just something about Eric. For those frosty Ugh. North Carolina winters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what?
1: Okay. I'm not going to, um I'm not going to like say too much, but I just will say that I don't like the heat yeah. and f- going from New York to North Carolina, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have been wearing blazers for the past, like, couple weeks, even though it's been, like, 80 degrees outside. Wow. Because I feel like I can strong-arm Mother Nature into giving me fall weather. (laughs) I get it.
0: I'm, like, running up my air conditioning bill because in the evenings I really want it to be cold so I can wear, like, cozy socks and a sweatshirt. Yes, and and
1: some sweatpants. Yes. And cuddle up with a blanket. Exactly. Like, you know what?
0: Fuck this shit. So,
1: yeah, I would buy (laughs) those (laughs) sweatshirts. And I'd wear the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Eric's my thirst trap. I what agree. What
0: Well, for me, it's more like an observation that I chuckled at to myself. Um, I liked... So we didn't mention this earlier, but um, Brita and Ragnar are brought before Alfred. They're, like, dragged out of prison. And he's like, mm-hmm. hey, I might need you guys to help me. Which is just, like... Alfred being entitled, but I really laughed because like they've been in prison for a while now, like six months to a year. But sure. but Ragnar's side cut is still as sharp as ever. Like he's so been sharp. like trimming his side cut in with like. Well, he doesn't have a sword right now, so I don't know how he's uh, doing it. But the one bu- of those guards must double as a
1: barber, or right? Something.
0: Right. So that little detail, I uh, I enjoyed to myself, and I always love seeing Ragnar. But yeah, I definitely agree about Eric. Um, to reference Fleabag I would get a haircut that makes me look like a pencil if he was into it so hells
1: yes Claire (laughs) (laughs) Claire and Claire together forever forever I agree yeah Yeah. agreed Uh, he is a man that appreciates a modern haircut and you don't find those often Mm, so it's true I think it's safe to say that we have never been unenthusiastic in our fandom. We annoy our friends, our family members, and now you are devoted listeners. Here, this is Geek Out, which is where we will offer up our humble suggestions about what we think you should be watching and reading. And Alyssa, you go first. Okay. What are you into this
0: week? Um. Well, this weekend I went to go and see the Downton <gasps> Abbey movie. Um, did you? I did. It was one no. of those. It was one of those things that when I heard that it was happening, I was like why? Everybody got a happy ending. Like, why are they doing this? And then I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to go back and see Carson. Like, it was... so. It's just going into, like, a different world. It's very... It's such a lovely show. It is. It's very cozy, and I'm I'm sure there's some overlap, like, the Anglophiles loving, you know, The Last Kingdom, loving Downton Abbey. Very different vibes. Probably a fairly similar crowd, though. Um, But I... You know, the movie was exactly what you kind of expected it to be. Like, it's... Basically, like, really expensive fan service. Like, you get to check in on everybody and see how they're all doing in their beautiful lives and... You know, Edith is still killing it. It always delights me that she has the highest rank now, and it just uh, is my favorite. But, yeah, like— She's the best. Yeah, she is. She started out so awful, but she really became the best. And I could just watch Mrs. Patmore sass people all day, all day, every mm. day. Um, so, yeah, like, it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it's perfectly lovely and is exactly what you would want from the Downton Abbey movie. So go see it. It's fun. Definitely worth the price of a movie ticket for that, I think. Yeah, very cozy, very nice. How about you?
1: Okay, so I know that I'm, like, 30 years old, <laughs> but um, I fangirled so hard at that Frozen 2 trailer. Have yes. you seen it?
0: Oh, yeah. I watched it, like, three times. Like, it's, I'm so excited.
1: Okay, look. I love that fucking movie, the first movie. It's great. Um, I could sing every song on that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. such a banger. Um, and then season, or not season, the second movie coming, it's kind of it's from the same people so you know it's going to be good it's going to be handled with care, yeah um because it was such a it's such a good movie and it's such a different look for disney and these kind of like princess movies where it's about sisterhood, sisterhood and like embracing your inner strength and finding what you're good at and like you know what i mean it's just yeah. finding your place in the world it's really lovely and um season two we're kind of it looks like they're just diving into that more like there's no I don't know. I just liked that we didn't really see like any love interest put in or anything like that. Like we're going on a quest. We're going on an adventure love and a these quest. two sisters are heading it up and they're jumping in a fire for each other and yeah. And there's a a point in the trailer where Elsa is like underwater and uh, is like wrangling this like ice horse so and cool. then she rides it on a fucking wave yeah. and it's like if that doesn't get you going I don't know how what can you this not year. be
0: hyped how can you not be hyped dude?
1: the chills I was just like yes <gasps> yeah. ride that frozen horse across the ocean <laughs> like I will suspend all belief like yeah <laughs> disbelief for that you know so um, yeah, I was really happy to see that. And, I mean, I'll have to obviously, like, have some children with me when I go see it so people don't think, like, I'm a grown woman going to see this Disney movie. and it's but fine. also, if I can't find a kid
0: Just go. for hire,
1: then, yeah, I'm going to see it myself. <laughs> get a kid for hire. Yeah. If I can't get a kid on the black market to go with me <laughs> to see Frozen 2, I'll go see it by my damn self. Right. And I don't care what anyone thinks. Right.
0: Yeah, no, I loved the look of the trailer. I they're gonna, like, they're going to, like, Dig into the lore and bring in more magic. Yes, like I'm some all, fantasy. I'm all yeah. about that. Honestly, though, my biggest request is please give Jonathan Groff his own song this time. Like, why would you oh. hire that golden-voiced angel and then give him, like, a, basically a spoken word, like, basic little lullaby? Like, that's a man who deserves a full song. Give it to him, please. Look, and he's been
1: really—he's been— Kind of trudging along, doing this hunter stuff. It's very dark. Very dark. He doesn't get to sing at all. I know. So give, give him, him his this solo, please, <laughs> because he's earned it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, he's a, he's an incredible actor. If he doesn't want to sing, he doesn't have to. But like, but also, you're in this movie. They're singing. Sing something, right? Like,
0: you don't put Jonathan Groff in a musical and not make him no. sing more. Like, oh no, that's crazy. So he was in Hamilton, right? For God's sake, right? <laughs> He is King George. Please give him a solo. Jesus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, if you want to hear more of our bullshitting, check us out over on Twitter or over at Sci Fi Wire Fangirls. We've got links to everything below this episode. And until next time,
1: Destiny is All Bitches.